Hello, 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 soul friends, and welcome to this episode of Shine Your Soul Light podcast, where we are sharing the voices of visionaries who are leading in the golden age. My name is Mary Gooden. I will be your host. Truly, my mission is to support others in aligning and defining their ever-evolving mission and purpose. I do so with courage and authenticity as the heart of humanity. I ask that we all just take a moment of stillness and silence to close the eyes and open the heart. May we anchor in love, compassion, and grace, and may we receive wisdom, guidance, and inspiration. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Joining me on this fabulous episode today is Megan Bodie. She believes there is no ideal brain and that our world needs all the different minds. I love that. She is a dancer, educator, TEDx speaker, and neurodiversity specialist. Megan partners with leaders to create transformational learning experiences designed to accelerate learning and growth in all learners. I love every minute, Megan, of connecting with you today. Would you share with the audience where you're calling from or where you're joining us from? And in your own words, how how being this amazing educator has has found you. Yeah, so I'm in the Denver area of Colorado. And I became an educator when I was in elementary school. And I was an entrepreneur who started a school in my basement with my best friend across the street. And we would lesson plan with what books we would read and the crafts and art projects and games and uh, outside time and snacks or cooking, whatever it was. And the neighborhood kids would come for a day of camp on a Saturday and give their parents a break and everybody loved it. We'd go door to door with our marketing flyers. and um, But I just loved the brainstorming and big picture thinking of putting together a project like that and being a teacher and I became an educator, um, really focused on the area of speech language pathology for a while in public education. And I loved getting to know all the students with all their different unique wiring and ways of learning and um, getting creative about how to really leverage their strengths. Um, and so that led me uh, to really celebrating neurodiversity and teaching people about it now in my business. Mm, it sounds like so much fun. Gosh, when we were kids, there were no limits. <laughs> <laughs> I was I'm, not scared to be the CEO then. <laughs> oh, no, there was no imposter syndrome. There was just an idea and an inspired action that really just illuminated the whole thing. So I love that story. Um, and so I guess that being in that place of education has led you to, to all sorts of, of neurodiverse people. Obviously we all have a different way of activating our, our brain space, our thinking mind, our reactions, our actions. Um, it's like holding space for the whole, for our uniqueness, which is really what should be celebrated. So again, a bow to you for celebrating uh, every part of how we're unique. How does this, how has this been as you have stepped further and further into being the educator? How have you noticed this from a relational place? A lot of times when we go into something and maybe it wasn't something that somebody had planned for us or 
or maybe it shifted gears or um, how has your life as you, you build this place for others to have so much space to create for themselves? What's that like from a relational place for you? It's really offered me an opportunity to deepen my appreciation for people's differences as I understand myself better and as I um, understand the neurodiversity movement better of really celebrating all the uniqueness. I see the strengths in everybody that maybe in the past would have been more frustrating to me, that that difference would have felt like more of a challenge. And um, if they just saw things my way and did things my way, everything would be easier. And to really step back and see the gift and the beauty of somebody seeing something differently or not being good at the same things that I'm good at and being good at something different. Um, it's really allowed me to appreciate that about people and bring me closer in my relationships to others. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Once we get beyond the idea that we're all, all the same, um, I always think of this, it makes for such a beautiful collaboration, a connection, a community, uh, when we come to a place where there are no boundaries between the way that we all have something different to share in a different way. Uh, you know, we always heard that, like where two or more are gathered and where, where two or more are gathered in a place that says, I wholeheartedly accept myself and I wholeheartedly accept you. And we, we learn to use our differences, our unique gifts to support a whole, a community. It's, I mean, that's really been the last three years of my life in publishing. It, it goes along the same thing. Can we all stand together in our differences? Absolutely. It's uh, so amazing to get to really see that in myself as what's unique about me and then see that in others as well. Yeah, because I think it is, it's that first level of accepting self, of accepting that I just think a different way. And I imagine that did help release from the frustrations. I mean, we all go through this piece where um, I, when I first got married, I married to my second husband, uh, perhaps my last or who knows where anything goes. I'm not going to pretend like I know the future, but from the way that I'm going to make my choices, this probably is the last time. <laughs> that being said, I don't know why we were going there. Maybe because we're in relationships. Is um, we were blended family. We brought blended family together, and one of our our biggest processes was that raising that we both had a different idea around what was important in raising children. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's so common. And how can we take our different ideas and come up with a shared vision and think about the shared goal that we're working towards? And that maybe we have different ways of getting there or different paths, but that ultimately we both are wanting the same thing. And so is this something that you entrepreneur in now? Is this a one of the ways that people can um, move towards you? Do you offer support in this way as that educator in different ways? Tell us more about how, how people can uh, 
learn more from you. Yeah, so I actually am a corporate neurodiversity specialist. And so I focus on celebrating all the different kinds of minds in the workplace and really leveraging the strengths to accelerate success and innovation and creativity and inclusion. Um, one of the things that really concerns me is the high unemployment rate for college educated autistic adults. And there's so many amazing strengths that people with that profile bring. Um, I've also had the experience of discovering that I'm neurodivergent and realized that my needs were not met in the workplace. And it's just such a big part of our lives. We spend so much time uh, during the day at work and it's an important place to think about how are we including everybody in the learning. So when people work with me, it's really a focus on the onboarding process. And the reason that I chose that for the learning experience to focus on is it's the first exposure that that new employee has to that organization. And it really requires the leaders to get clear about what do we believe? How do we do things? How do we handle uh, conflict? How do we handle relationships? What are the different ways to communicate? How do people learn and grow? And when we start off and establish in a really strong, supportive way and make it very clear that all the types of brains are valued here and we create our learning experiences for everybody, it really sets the tone for that entire culture of the organization and the relationships and the success there. Mm, yeah. Amazing. We take it, we, we take it from the top. You know, we missed so many steps along the way, didn't we? And the more expansive the, the world has gotten, the more people that have joined us on the planet, literally, uh, this evolution and family building and, um, yeah, I'm glad that we have an opportunity now to come back and circle back and make changes to those systems that don't longer serve, those systems that are really putting people uh, in a place of um, burnout and stress and discomfort and anxiety and just all the things, all the things that we're always yeah. like, well, why do we stop all this by putting, putting ideas in place that support us and asking others so we can learn more. It's beautiful. I love this work that you're sharing with the world. Um, as we already know, it's so needed because there's so many of us that are still living in that guilt and shame place, the places that say, I can't be who I need to be. I can't share what I need to share. Absolutely. The masking that's so common in people who don't identify as neurotypical or whatever the culture deems as the most common or typical brain type um, is incredibly exhausting. And it really is a disservice to the entire community when people are molding into what they think they're supposed to be. And 
when we really celebrate that there's lots of ways to communicate. There's lots of ways to interact socially and there's no one right way. And we can all really be more energized and more just free to be able to give our unique gifts and strengths to the community. So that's why that's really important. Yeah, I feel that like the moral of the story here is to, to really take some time out, especially if you're listening, especially if you feel any of those things that we were saying and, and accept yourself because that's what the world needs. It needs you being in full acceptance of yourself because it's only then that people outside of us will learn how to accept themselves. Like it's the domino effect. And it, you know, I think a lot of times it goes, it goes into these places where people feel selfish. You know, they, we've been made to, we've been uh, conditioned to believe that it's about people pleasing. So to form ourselves into what fits the box and makes everybody happy. But the truth of the matter is happiness, the external happiness comes from choosing to be our most unique and individual authentic self. And yeah, there's waves that go with that. That's why I ask the question about relationships all the time. There are waves that go uh, with the process of reaching the purposeful part of what our soul or our heart or everything in us desires to share with the world, whatever it is, you know, whatever you choose, if it's just to share more happiness and kindness, um, there are things that shift relationally because those of you that are doing the happiness thing, I'm sure you get a lot of people saying you couldn't quite possibly be happy all the time. You know, they're trying to put you back in the box. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's important. It's important to pay attention to who we spend our time with and, uh, yes, and be willing to learn from one another instead of, uh, contradict one another or debate one another. I love that. Thanks, Megan. Thank you for doing this work, uh, this piece, holding this energetics in the world of bringing us to a place of love is the way I always see it. Uh, that's my that's my role. Um, I'm going to have a link perhaps in the show notes for those of you that are interested in learning more about this or perhaps bringing it into your corporate community. And it may not be that Megan can come in, but I'm sure, Megan, you can uh, direct them into the places that they can start, you know, even as an employee in a corporation or a company right now, you may feel like it could be useful to your, to your life, invite it in and you can learn more about it and then maybe approach it with, to the next step. So uh, we'll have a door that you can go through to connect with Megan. I have one last word for you. Um, one word of how it feels for you to lead in this age of bringing us back to love and truth and transformation hopeful mm, yeah it's a good word it's a good energy um hopeful well i thank you is there anything else that you would like to share uh with the audience today before we wrap up and hopefully they take the next step on finding ways to celebrate neurodiversity just in their own life and in their own community. Yeah, I just encourage them to go to my free gift at growtoptalent.com because everybody has 
within them the ability to be top talent at a workplace Mm. and to also be looking out for my TEDx talk that's coming out soon. Oh, congratulations. And what is your, uh, what is your TEDx topic? It's about giftedness as a rainforest mind, which is based on Paula Prober's work at rainforestmind.com. So that's been really transformational for me. I know you're going to give me the link, but just one more time. You have a gift for everyone. It's a, what was it? Growtoptalent.com. Oh, I love that. Go get it, everyone. Uh, we're all top talent. We just need to keep putting the water in our pot and surrounding ourselves with the people that remind us of that because we all are, um, we all can achieve that very top place for who we are. So Thank you. Thank you, Megan, again. Thank you, audience, always for listening in until we get to meet in this beautiful and collective energy once again. I say keep shining your light. Keep sharing your love and your truth with the world. Bye for now, everyone.